I ever wanted was a normal life. My son, the Ten Rings, gave our family legendary power. Show me you are strong enough to carry them. I'm nothing like you. I thought I could change my name. Start a new life. You can't outrun your destiny. I'm not afraid of you. Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Rated PG-13. Bonus episode. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And you're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Only talent. It's the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hello, this is Randall Park, and you are listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers, basically. Uh, yeah, I want to let everybody know uh, I'm joined by Paul Hart from Apple to Oranges Podcast. Welcome, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. And from the Smorgasbord Podcast, we've got Stephen Farshid. Welcome, Stephen. What's up, Brian, man? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Guys, yeah, uh, I went to an advanced screening of uh, Shang-Chi in St. Louis, and uh, I'm here to talk about it, give my reaction to the movie, and, and let everybody know uh, not everything to what to expect. I don't want to spoil this movie, not supposed to spoil this movie, but I want to give my reaction, my rating, things like that, maybe answer a few questions along the way. Uh, because we are two weeks out from Shang-Chi being uh, released to the uh, general public. And so I feel very fortunate that I was able to get the the ticket for this one and, and watch it two weeks early. And uh, kind of want to let everybody know what they're in for with Shang-Chi. This is, this was my most anticipated uh, Marvel movie of the year since I, it was Black Widow and then all of a sudden they dropped that Shang-Chi trailer and I was like, holy shit, I've gotta see Shang-Chi and it went, it catapulted to the top of my list for movies this year that I was, uh, that I was excited for. And so, yeah, I guess, uh, let me talk about the experience a little bit. So, get there, I try to get there an hour and a half early. What they do is they, you can, you get your ticket, and uh, basically, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to make the event. I, they, and this is what they do with Suicide Squad too, as well as when I went. Is they print off a certain number of tickets, and let's say hypothetically, let's say there's there's 200. Well, they're only going to like let 80 percent capacity of the theater in. So let's say it's 150. And so people can get turned away. I don't think that happened at this one, but I definitely know that people got turned away at uh, the Suicide Squad when I went to see that one. Now, 
with this one, it was completely different than going to watch the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad got in line, went in, sat down, whatever. This one, like Disney is tightening the reins. Like they, on this one, they are, it's, it was locked down as far as like they would not let us take our phones into the auditorium to watch it in the, in the theater. So I had to go to my car, drop off, they said, drop off all electronics. I mean, every bit of electronics I had on me. So if I had a Fitbit, anything, it all had to go in the car. So I dropped all that off in the car. And then they also said that they'd be using a metal detector. So they had a wand there and they were checking people. The guy in front of me had like a, he had like metal in his knee and shit and it went off and he had to let him know that it was like, you know, that he's the fucking million dollar man or whatever. He's a cyborg. And then, uh, and then they also said during, during it, they'll know if we're using any electronics because they were going to be watching us with night vision. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is all true. I'm not making this up. This is all true. They were going to silence the lamb shit. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, so get in there. Did that ever come into your mind? Like while you were watching the film that somebody's literally watching you? No, I, you know, it's like it, there were ushers on the sides, and if there's somebody watching us, I don't know if they just set it for a scare tactic or what, but um, but I wouldn't put it past them that somebody was watching us with night vision. But I was just I was there to enjoy the movie. I didn't have anything on me, so I'm not worried. So um, I'm glad nobody did have anything on them because that would have been an awkward moment where when they're all, when they're all trying to enjoy Shang Chi that somebody gets thrown out of the theater. They said that if they caught somebody recording, they did have the right to prosecute and send them to jail. <laughs> so I was oh, like, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty serious. Um, but anyway, get in there and sit down, and there's like a, a screen, and uh, it says, uh, you know, uh, after you leave the movie today, let everybody know what your thoughts were about uh, Shang-Chi and use the hashtag Shang-Chi. And if... Uh, and then on September 3rd, opening day, your your tweet could be on a billboard in either New York, L.A., Toronto, all these different cities. And uh, then before the movie started, five minutes before the movie started, somebody came in and read off like a disclosure saying, you know, online you can't post spoilers and all this stuff. Disney would appreciate it if you didn't do that stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, like, they're taking this really, really super seriously. As far as, as far as the, the Shang-Chi spoilers and stuff. And I know that, uh, reviews and things like that, as far as like reviews from, from media outlets are, are embargoed until Monday. So that's when our article for popcultureleftovers.com will come out Monday. But, um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, we do have, if this is your first time listening, we do have a rating system and I'm going to go ahead and play that right now. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. So, of course, we are going to be doing like a regular Shang-Chi episode. But right now, and you're, you're going to know my rating going into that episode. Uh, but right now it's just going to be me rating it and kind of giving my reaction to the movie itself. And so it's uh, Toss It, Taste It, Tupperware. I'm going to give Shang-Chi 
uh, Tupperware. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I had a blast with Shang-Chi. And um, it's not shiny new toy syndrome. I think it's actually a, a very well done movie. And um, and uh, a couple things kind of like really uh, I th- that, that were important to me going in as a fan of Marvel and as a fan of martial arts in general. The couple things that I really wanted them to do was basically move the MCU forward, but at the same time, give us great martial arts action. And um, I'm going to get into that, but I know we've got some questions. I've also got some questions from people in the Leftover Army that uh, sent me a few questions that I'm going to you know, answer for everybody. And uh, I can't get too spoilery, uh, but I will talk about a few things. But... Uh, I know, Paul, I know you've got some questions. What's one of your questions uh, for for Shang-Chi? Yeah, like, I just just kind of came up with us on the fly, and I feel like maybe you can't answer it, but was, like, all of their, like, protocols and security of the film, like, was it warranted? Like, is, like, I guess maybe I'm trying to ask, like, is there something that's, like, pretty, like, kind of earth shattering in terms of like the future land like like does this movie have a like a huge effect on like the future landscape of where marvel wants to go it definitely has ramifications to the mcu a hundred percent um how big those are going to be i don't know i have a theory and my theory is not a spoiler because my theory was not brought up in this movie. And I'll get to my theory later. My theory is not going to spoil this movie at all. It's just a personal theory that I have about Shang-Chi and like another movie that this could tie into, which in this movie, it does not at all allude to this at all. So my theory is a hundred percent warranted. I can, I can, uh, I can, I believe 100%. I can talk about this theory later in the podcast and it will not spoil anything for anyone because I'm making this connection. The movie does not make this connection at all. So, but yes, this has ramifications, I believe, in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, 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 it does. All right, cool. So now, like, um, like obviously, like, um, so we kind of talked before air because I was wondering, like, if you had this huge, vast, like, knowledge of it. So, like, my one of my questions was going to be, does it do, like, do you feel it does, like, enough, like, I guess, fan service to the people who have been reading this character for years, but yet at the same time is able to, like, bring you into a fresh story? Yeah, it's definitely an MCU take on this character, um, you know, with his father being, you know, different than in the comics. Um, I don't want to talk too much about his father, Wenwu, in this one, but um, uh, it is different. But, I mean, I th- all the elements are still there, I think, as far as, you know... Um, uh, the character and the connection to, you know, the martial arts side of it, man. I'm, t- dude, the martial arts in this movie, and I've got some questions about that one and I'll, I'll kind of answer it there, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Steven, did you have any questions that you wanted to ask right now before I jump into some of these? And I'll get back to your questions, but I do have other questions here I'm going to read from people in the, in the leftover army. 
Well, yeah, my first question, and you've already hinted at it a couple times, so I'll let you speak on it when you get there. I was yeah. just wondering where you think that this entry, obviously it's Marvel's first, you know, MCU's first, like, you know, dive into, like, a martial arts film. Where would you kind of rank that action, and would you think it's up to par with some of the better stuff that you've ever seen? Uh, and you, you, know, you said you mentioned you're going to get into that, so I guess I'll leave that one there. No, that's fine. Actually, I want to. We'll get into that now. It just kind of ties in with another question that I had here, and it was from uh, Joe Stark. Let me go ahead and read this one from Joe Stark, and I believe that this will kind of like answer both your questions. Uh, Joe from Starkcast, he asks, uh, "Congrats on getting to see Shang Chi early." I have a couple questions for you regarding the opinions on the fight choreography in this film. Shang Chi writer Dave Callahan said in an interview with CBR, "I'm very." confident in saying that the action scenes and fight sequences the hand to hand fight uh the hand to hand fight sequences in that film are very much unlike anything that we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before do you think this is an accurate statement were they able to take the fight choreography to another level in this film and um i oh yeah he and then and then Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton was quoted as saying there's choreography that's reminiscent of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and other fight scenes are inspired inspired by Jackie Chan. We also had uh, choreographers from mainland China who created some beautiful uh, uh, wuxia-style fight scenes. And uh, what are your thoughts on mixing these distinctly different fight choreography styles where they successfully implemented and displayed in the film? I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And that comes from Joe Stark. And I think that's kind of like what you're wanting to know as well, Stephen, it's kind of like how 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 are the fight scenes? How was the the fighting choreography? And Absolutely, yeah. How does it rank? You know, against other things that you that you really hold high in high regard. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Raid movies. Um, you know, I love Bruce Lee. I I mean, I love martial arts films uh, in general. And um, there is uh, the, the director Dan, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton is 100 percent correct. There is this crazy kind of like. And I would say it, it, there are many parts in this movie that feel like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with like the wire work and things like that. And I think um, that's a style that he kind of like picks up later in the movie. Um, and then but when we first meet him, he is doing a lot of this crazy Jackie Chan type action. And I'm talking about in the trailer, we see the subway scene. Where Aquafina is dri- not subway, uh, the bus scene where Aquafina is, uh, you know, driving the bus that's out of control and he's fighting Razor Fist on the bus. And we've all seen that in the trailer. And that is very like Jackie Chan like. I mean, not as far as like, um, his performance being comical, although Aquafina is very funny. Um, but just the way he kind of moves and some of the stuff that he does, it feels very Jackie Chan watching that scene. And I'll tell you one thing. Once that scene starts with the whole bus, when the musical score kicks in, it is fucking awesome. And it gets you pumped uh, to watch this. And it is really awesome. But yeah, there's definitely different fighting styles in this. And uh, very Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I also felt like it's it's not... It's not, it's almost raid level like, but you don't get the, the blood. I mean, you do, there is a little bit of blood in this movie, but you don't get like the massive amounts of blood and all the bone crunching, bone, you know, bone breakage 
that you'd get in a, in a raid movie, but it, it feels very much like a raid movie as far as like, uh, some of the different stances and the way that they do fight. Um, and I swear to you, <laughs> there's this really cool scene on the bus and I swear to you, he does a, a flying kick and it looks just like, Johnny Cage's shadow kick from Mortal Kombat, and it is fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. I I lost my shit when I saw that. So can't but, fucking wait, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, so Quentin uh, Quentin Roberts from the Real Zodiac podcast asks: Does the movie move the MCU forward, or is it purely an origin story? It's it's both. It's both. Um. It's an origin story, but it's not purely an origin story. And it, but it does move the MCU forward. Where? I can't really get into that. So, um, but yes, it does. There, is, there are big questions about, uh, there, uh, the movie le- leaves you with actually, you know, uh, with a couple questions of like, where is this going to be going in the future? Um, Eric Marable asks, uh, does this tie into Tony Stark with Mandarin? And if so, is it too deep rooted that it does let the character stand on his own or did they just, or do, or did they do it just enough to shoehorn him into the MCU as his own character compared to maybe Spider-Man, how Mysterio was more connected to Stark than Peter? Oh, that's a great question. As far as like, um, you know, the 10 rings were represented in, um, Iron Man and, and then also, you know, like the Mandarin character was in, uh, Iron Man 3. Is this, does this stand on its own and not lean too heavily into like what we've seen in those movies? This 100% stands on its own in my opinion. Yes, there are, like, there are nods to that. Um, but I will say this, uh, if, If this version of the Ten Rings that we see in this movie, this version of the Ten Rings that we see in the movie is Dr. Pepper and the version that we saw in Iron Man is Mr. Pibb. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. But it is referenced. It is referenced in this movie. And I will also say that it comes back later in the movie. There's definitely, there's a couple times where this kind of stuff rears its head in this movie. And that's all I'll say about that. Uh, Brian, this might be a good time for my question, even though I'm 100% certain you both can't answer it and already answered it. But I saw um, uh, Brandon Davis's uh, Instagram post. And, uh, of course, at the red carpet premiere. And, uh, of course, he showed a picture of Sir Ben Kingsley. And I'm wondering if Trevor actually shows up, and if he does, is it more than a cameo, or is it actually really a part of the story? Okay, so he so he showed a picture. Yes, on Brandon Davis on uh, comicbook.com or at comicbook on Instagram, um, Brandon Davis showed the red carpet and showed a picture of Ben Kingsley walking on the red carpet at the premiere. Yeah, I can't say, man. <laughs> okay. I can't say. 
Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that he was at the red carpet premiere for this movie. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I ask a question, Brian? Yeah, no, go for it. Um, Now, like, I mean, Marvel is kind of super hit or miss with their villains, like, especially with Taskmaster, like... Does the villain in this, does this fall on, like, the lower side of villains? Or is this kind of, like, in the realm of, like, a Hela? Or, I mean, probably not a Thanos, but, like, like, do they do a good job of making the villain, like, a good villain? And not just, like, something to kind of just push the characters along? That is a fantastic question. Um, I am going to say... That it is definitely not of the level of a Taskmaster or or a Malekith. Um, okay. It's not a Thanos level type character, but it is. I would put I would put Wenwu up there um, with uh, with Hela. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would fuck put. Yeah. I would definitely put Wenwu up there. I I, I thought that the the. I thought that, that uh, the actor that played Wen Wu did a did a really good job in this movie. It, there's there's a there's like a uh, um, at its core, this is like a, a family story in a lot of ways. Okay. Not, it's not just a it's not just a you know a, like an, an origin story for Shang Chi. Yet it is, but I mean, it's it's very family oriented. So. Um. Going off of the family thing, do you have a like? Like, can I ask who your favorite supporting character in this movie is? Uh, Aquafina as Katie. Um, she was, uh, you know, that's one of the things. I think she's very funny, but I was worried that, like, in this movie, is she going to just kind of like, you know, chew up the scenery with comedic stuff and 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 really not add much more than just like you know comic relief. Uh, not true at all. Not true at all. I really loved the friendship between uh, her and Shang-Chi in this movie. Like, it's the way that they establish their friendship. They establish it very early on in the movie, and they do it in such a way that it connects you with both the characters, and you and you really, you 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 really like that. You really like that. She was great. I thought she was. I thought Aquafina was fantastic in this movie. I loved her. I liked her a lot more than you know. Um, Oh, who's the guy from Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, Pena. Um, and then also, uh, what's her name from, uh, the Thor movies? Um, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings, Darcy. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Kat Dennings in WandaVision, but in the Thor movie, she just was not my favorite part of those movies. Aquafina's Katie is fantastic. I really liked her. I really liked her a lot in this movie. Do we get a lot of Michelle Yeoh? Uh no, not a ton, not a ton. But you get you get enough of her. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a ton, but we do get we do get more than I actually thought we would. So, um, I, like I don't know. Like this is such a weird question. Um, it's my last one because Quentin asked kind of two of mine. But um, like to me, like it's a like I'm not trying to get you to speak for like anybody, especially. Like, a group of people, but I mean, like, when we saw Black Panther, like, just watching that, you knew something special was happening, and, mm-hmm. like, especially for, like, you know, like, a whole community of people to finally see themselves represented, like, 
seeing this, do you feel like this is like this could have that same impact on like the Asian community? Like like just have that special like that special feeling that Black Panther gave to so many people. I don't know if it's gonna be quite the phenomenon that Black Panther was, to be quite honest with you. Um in in the Asian community, because I've already, I, I think I've read some pushback from uh. from China on this one, um, but I think for maybe uh, maybe for Asian Americans this will, this will be huge. I think so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Any um, connections that you notice, even if they were just Easter eggs or uh-huh. hints to the uh, three uh, Marvel TV properties at all? Uh, I didn't notice any in this movie. And I'm, I'm trying to think. I didn't notice anything. Um, this does happen post endgame. So, like, you know, they are aware in this, you know, I mean, it, 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 it the, the characters are very much aware that, you know, they live in a world where, you know, half of the universe was snapped up. But as far as like the Disney Plus series go, no, I didn't notice anything. And I mean, that may just be like first watch kind of, you know, reaction. Maybe upon second watch, I'll notice something like, oh, that, you know, like, you know, when when we see that that fighting tournament that's taking place, like, oh, maybe there's a connection to, you know, something in the Fa- Falcon and Winter Soldier or something like that with Madripoor. Okay. But like, you know, as as far as I could tell, there was there was none. Okay, so nothing as obvious as if somebody needs like some CBD oil and then like the power broker answers the phone and like delivers. There's nothing like that at okay. all. <laughs> nothing like that. Gotcha. No. How does uh how does the CGI hold up in this? Oh god, I think it's fantastic. It's really good. I saw it on IMAX in IMAX and um I will tell you that uh you know like from the trailer you guys have seen the you know the food dogs from the trailer the the big they're the big um uh you know guardian the guardian dogs the the ancient chinese guardian dogs that guard like you know graves and things like that but they're they're featured in this world of talo in um in shang chi and they look fantastic and i i will say that those aren't the only creatures that you're gonna see in this movie and um the creature designs that you are gonna see um in talo are are phenomenal they're really cool man i was I was kind of, I was, it wasn't quite like watching like Jurassic Park for the first time, but it was kind of, it was kind of surreal, um, entering Talo and seeing like some of these creatures that they, that they brought to life. Um, I think my favorite, and I'm not going to spoil what the character is, but my, um, let's just say that the character is not, my favorite creature character was not, um, how do I say this? It was not Morris Chestnut, the actor Morris Chestnut. It was not Morris the Cat or Garrett Morris. So I can't tell you what the name of this character is. But it wasn't Morris Chestnut. It wasn't Morris the Cat. And it wasn't Garrett Morris from Saturday Night Live. And I can't tell you the name of my favorite, my favorite creature in this oh movie. God. But you can maybe take a guess as to what the character's name is if you want to. And I can't tell you if you're right, 
but it's not Morris oh. Chestnut. It's not Morris the Cat, and it's not Garrett Morris. Can we both get one guess and and see? I can't. I can't. Let, I okay. can't tell you that. But yeah, go ahead. I'm, lean, I'm leaning Oscar, and I, I want to know if that's correct or not. Okay, moving on. I I, I can't make a guess at all because I don't know any of that. But um. Now, like, what would you want to see more first? Would you want to see a Shang-Chi 2, or do you want to see him thrown in with some other established Marvel characters, like in a in a Marvel movie? Like, like are you more excited to see him team up with these characters, or would you do you want to go back to this world first with a sequel? I need the team up. Okay. 100% need the team up after this. Okay. Yes. And is the team obviously coming? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean from the movie, not just logic. I mean from the movie. From the movie, one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's see. I do have a question from Brooke Doherty from uh, Picard Cast, and she asks, "Where do you place this film with the other Marvel origin solo films?" Ooh, that's a good question. I would, I would put this, honestly, I would say that this is, man, this is, let me think here. I would say right now, um, that I think there are probably only, in my opinion, two better. I would say Iron Man is probably my favorite, um, followed by Black Panther. And then I would say Shang-Chi. So I think um, it's better. I think it's better than the like Thor and you know like the Thor origin movie. It's better than the Cap origin movie. It's better than the Doctor Strange origin movie. Better than Captain Marvel. Better, you know. Yeah, it's. I'd say I'd put it at number three. Oh damn! Which Marvel, like which MCU, like main character, do you want to see him interact with the most after watching this? Hmm. I would have said Black Panther before that. Before, oh wow, that would have been. But um, God, and then my second one would have been fucking Iron Man, but he's not with us anymore. So it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of who the next one would be that I'd want to see him interact with. Uh, and I don't think any of the Guardians. Um. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one, Paul. I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really tough one, man. There's so many MCU. There's so many different MCU characters. It's so hard to... Oh, that's tough, dude. I don't know, Paul. You put me on the spot, man. I'm trying to have good questions, man. No, those are nothing about this character. <laughs> no, those are those are really good questions. It's just like the two, like of course Black Panther, because you know they they you know they both come from like it, it just their paths. I can't get, see. I don't want to get into any spoilers. Okay. Um, okay, I'll think about that one. If I can, if if one comes to my head, I'll I'll throw it out there. Um, I do have a theory and like 
the yeah, let me get into my theory because this theory is not alluded to in the movie at all. But I, when you watch it, think of this, and maybe I don't know. Maybe you can come to a conclusion as well. I think that the the rings, you know, the ten rings. I think that they were created by one of the Eternals. I think, you know, Brian Tyree Henry is playing Fastos in the Eternals, and he's like the he's like their tech guy. He's the guy that creates stuff like technology and stuff. I think that I think that he made. I think he made these rings. Mm. And I think, I think I, if I had to guess, I think that that's going to be something that could possibly be revealed. Maybe even in, in, in Eternals. Hmm. Brian, did you, did you oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just wondering, did you see the new Eternals trailer? Oh, of course. Um, they, it, the trailer was amazing, and um, they kind of finally answered her question of why they didn't interfere during, you know, Thanos. Yeah, I think they would have answered that in the movie itself, but you had like fucking everybody saying like, "Why didn't they help?" Blah blah blah. So they're just like, "Here's your fucking answer. Shut up." So with that reveal, yeah, are you, is your theory kind of saying that the Ten Rings were created to fight the Celestials originally? Uh, I don't know if they were created to fight Celestials. They might have been left to fight Deviants. Okay. Okay. I don't, I I mean, I don't, I I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think that the bands, the rings are Celestial killers. Okay. But I think, you know, as far as like, you know, taking on Deviants, maybe it was something that was left behind. I don't, that's just a theory though. Well, that actually was pretty revealing answer. Thank you. <laughs> Did this movie, like, get you any more excited for the Eternals? Mm, I mean, it didn't have any connections. To be, okay. I'll, I'll be 100% honest to you. There is not one Eternal connection that is revealed in this movie at all. At all. Okay. Like, my theory is basically me trying to put a couple things together. And I'm probably wrong. But I'm just... That's just, you know, that's when you're thinking of these theories, that's just kind of like where your mind goes. So, um, do like the end credits, do they offer like, like do any post credit scenes? If there are any, do like they offer like any, like kind of jaw dropping type of things? Like, I mean, obviously nothing like the first Iron Man, but is like, is there like some oh shit moments in these post credits? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. There's definitely. I mean, there's definitely some oh shit moments in these post credits. Yes. Yeah. Be, be very excited for both post credit scenes. Okay. You're not going to answer this one, but does it have anything to do with tr- scrolls? I can't say anything. Gotcha. I can tell you off air. <laughs> um that's a tough one to answer because it's like i can i can tell you do we see a scroll in the post credit scene no like could it be a scroll possibly blah 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 i don't think so 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think so. No, not at all. No, I'll just say no because no, it's not. It, it, there's nothing to do with scrolls in 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 the first or second post credit scene. I can promise you that. It, it was a weird question. I had to think about like. Can I can I answer that? And it's not. It, it, I mean, it doesn't allude to anything. Scroll. Okay. Does it? Ah, fuck. I don't know. Like, does this movie allude to maybe a character that you were like? Fuck. Like, I don't even know how to ask this. Like, does this kind of a like? Does this kind of make way for like a character? we could see in the future that you weren't even expecting to see? Mm, no, no, it's nothing like, um, no hints at like any, uh, X-Men or, or the fantastic four. There's nothing. Well, I wasn't even thinking of those properties. I was well, just no, but, but no, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on them trying to, you know, allude to anybody else, you know. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to ask. I mean, any major new character reveals that were totally surprised? As far as characters that we've already come in contact with? It, no, no. Just completely had no idea that, 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 that this like an introduction. Is there any introduction at all? <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm still not understanding the question. Like, you know, like you mentioned X Men and you mentioned Fantastic Four. Right. I mean, is any character like not forget that level, but like any new character reveal other than like the world of Shang Chi? Oh, in, like introduction to a new character? Like, right. no, right. no. No. Okay. Uh-uh. And that includes like post credits and everything. No. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. That includes that. Yeah. Okay. Was Was there any previous Mar like Marvel Netflix depicted characters in this movie, which no, you probably cannot answer at all? No, there wasn't. Um, I would. Okay. But I would love to see. Like, it does make you want for them to kind of, uh, you know, recast and bring in a new Iron Fist because I'd love to see those two. Together, Iron Fist okay, and cool. and um, Shang Chi would be incredible. Um, oh, I will tell you, like you know, you guys have seen the um, the dragon in the trailer. Um, definitely not modeled after um, Fin Fang Foom. Um, that dragon, I would think more along the lines of like um, Haku. You know, when he's the white dragon in in the Ghibli film Spirited Away. That's oh. more of what you're gonna see here. Um, do you like like obviously it's so hard to say because of just like it's so hard now to even judge a movie success on the box office because it's just so you know with all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. But does do you think this has the legs to become like an upper tier like Marvel movie? Like, do you think this movie could like be like in discussions like along with like Thor Ragnarok or like Iron Man. Man, that's a tough one to to really answer, especially for um, And you just saw it too. And I just saw it, but the, yeah, it's I I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I thought that it was 
a blast. Uh, and I can't wait to see it again. It's a shame I gotta wait two fucking weeks to see it again. Um, that's really hard. I mean, especially with the pandemic going on now, because a, a lot of that is the fact that, um, and I feel like I'm at a, um, an advantage with, with seeing it in the advanced screening. I feel like both advanced screenings that I've gone to with this and Suicide Squad were basically like the Suicide Squad was a packed house and there was not a seat that was empty. And this one, they filled it to 80% capacity. So there's many people in the theater as we could get. And I will say that the audience, you know, fucking our audience at the end, we were all clapping. And, nice. um, um, I only, and on the way out, I was listening to some reactions and I only heard one person that didn't enjoy the movie. One person on their way out and they were outside. They were talking to their friend and their friend had loved it. And then they started going into like, Oh my God, that was one of the worst Marvel movies I've ever seen. So it was pr- almost unanimous from what I felt like the crowd, uh, enjoyed the movie quite a bit. And there, there are shocking moments in this. There are shocking moments, especially, um, I will tell you, I think the first post credit scene is going to really blow people away. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, the first post credit scene is really going to blow people away. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know nothing about the character. My... My interest level to see this was like it was low. Like it's just like ah oh, man, like I just don't know. I feel like I'd be lost, but like I don't know, man. Just listening to you, like I definitely want to get tickets for opening night. Yeah, it's dude, it's fun. Like the the martial arts a- action in it is really awesome, um, and you can see from the trailer like Michelle uh, Yo's character of um, Nan. Like, she does, like, this crouching tiger, hidden dragon style, you know, and um, so, I mean, there's a blend of different, like, martial arts that are in this movie, and it's just really fun to watch, like, you know, like, the whole scaffolding scene, um, there's a lot of, like, parkour and stuff, there's a lot of parkour in the bus fight, um, like, parkour and jumping around and and amazing kicks. I will say that... The Razor Fist villain is kind of underwhelming at first and then kind of grew on me later in the movie. So, yeah. Do the martial arts scenes, do they stay relatively within the PG-13 rating or do they kind of push it to its limit? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely PG-13. You're going to see some bloodied up faces. Um, you'll see some bloodied up faces. Um, that's about it, but it does, the movie gets a little bit darker than I thought it would be, than I thought it would get. Um, especially with, I would say probably the scene that you see from the trailer of Wen Wu in the, in the bar, um, with a, a young Shang-Chi and it's in the trailer. I'd probably say that's one of the darker scenes in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of those, those scenes are kind of full of emotion. There's, there's, there's a lot behind that. There's a lot behind. Yeah, it is darker. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
It's an interesting fl- family story, man. It's a really interesting family story. I think it, like, I think, it, and I think that serves the the movie really well because it really gets you invested in the characters when you get to see like the family dynamic, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for everybody to see this fucking thing. Sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. I just have a real quick question. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I'm not going to ask you which one's better because it doesn't really make sense. But as far as rewatchability. Um, after you see this one a couple more times, obviously for the podcast and just yeah. for entertainment, and you could only watch one movie till the end of the year, are you picking Suicide Squad or are you picking Shang Chi? I'm picking Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, yeah. But this is this is this is um, this is better than Black Widow, in my opinion. It's better than Black Widow. The villain, the villain's definitely better than Black Widow. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the, the rings, uh, the powers that they display on screen, uh, very cool, very fucking cool. It's not like the comics where each, each ring has like its own individual power, but okay. they, it's really cool how these rings are, are used in the movie. Um, so they don't really go into like the elementals of, of each ring and the differences and, and all that. There isn't. Okay. And if there is, it's not explored in this film. Okay. Yeah, I just, I know there was some speculation on, on that and which way they were going to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that, uh, you know, and we've seen it in the trailer, um, you know, when we were showing up at the gates of this one castle and, and, uh, taking on an army, uh, really get to see the power on display there. It's very cool. Um, you get to see, you get to see what these things can really fucking do in the movie it's 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 really cool to watch it's really cool to watch and then also another scene that's in the trailer that is very cool and beautiful is the scene of Wenwu um and he's uh uh fighting a woman in the the woods of Talo and um it's it's beautifully choreographed it's very crouching tiger hidden dragon and it's it's almost like watching like a dance but with kicks and punches it is very very fucking cool but it does get brutal it gets brutal it's very cool how much time did they spend with shang chi uh as a child and is it contained to the beginning or is it kind of spread out it's spread out i would say uh you yeah you're gonna see it quite a few times within the movie you're you're not only gonna see him um as a very young boy, you know, like, um, preteens, but you're also going to see him as a, as a 14 year old. So you see, I'd man, there's flashbacks to it. I, I couldn't count, but I, I would say at least four to five times. Sometimes there's more, to, more to it than not. Sometimes it's just imagery and you get the idea of what's happening. And would you say that all three of the actors at the age, uh, at the, the age, different age variations, put on just top-notch performances uh they're fine they're fine um i mean uh i nothing like uh, they're fine they're they're and i'm not saying they're serviceable i'm not saying like they're amazing they did a good job is what i'll say it's it's nothing like you know they do the best with what they're given and i'm what they're given they're given they're given important parts in his life it's just um 
the, the Similu is like the standout kind of when he is adult Shang Chi. That's where it's going to stand out, man. Very, are you you're very satisfied with his performance? I thought he's great. I think he's a star. I think he's a star. I think people are really going to like him. I think people are really going to like this guy. He's, uh, I, th- yeah, I, I, I really liked him. Um, and I loved Aquafina in this. I think she elevates him in this movie. Awesome. Cause that was, um, I'd never seen him and I went back and, and kind of visited Kim's convenience. And the whole time I was watching, I and mean, obviously we're talking about, I think almost a decade ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole time I was watching, and I was like, I just don't, I don't really see this. I don't see it. But it's awesome to hear that that he obviously like stepped into the role. Because remember when he got the role, yeah, he was as excited as like a kid, you know. He's um, he's he's serious at times, but like he can also let his hair down in this fucking movie too, which was great. Which was great. There are some really funny moments. Awesome. in this movie and um yeah i can't let me think here is there anything else i want to say um hold on all right paused i'm back steven yeah, you had a um- question yeah, I was just wondering, you know, we saw, you know, the, what we all assume is Wong in the trailer. You know, it, is it Wong and is it is it weird? Is it is there an obvious separation or a lack of, of Doctor Strange in, in, in that scene or whatever? <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait for you guys to watch the movie to get those answers. On that one, okay, yeah, just a just a very very just so many burning questions around Doctor Strange and the fact that they're 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 hint either whether it's Wong or not I, I I'm pretty sure it is and and you haven't confirmed or denied it but if it is Wong I mean it's that's just such an obvious connection to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange seems to be the center of Phase Four. So that's not an accident. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, no. I get it. I just I, honestly, me personally, the way I watch this movie, I think it's going to be a lot more fun for, you know, people listening and going into this movie and wondering, you know, is that 100 percent Wong? Like, what is the connection here? You know, um, you know, how how much is Doctor Strange involved in this, if at all? And so I don't want to answer that. I would just kind of want you guys to go in there and find out for yourselves. Was that contest on Madripoor, or is that is that silly? Uh, it's not Madripoor. Okay, so Patch was not there. Like I said, there's no there's no X Men connection or mutant connection as as far as I could see, guys. I don't think this will get in too much of spoilers, but how does it end? I'm just I'm just You, oh, Paul, you've, you, you've learned from me, sir, man. That was a, that was quite the swerve, man. I thought you were going to ask a serious question there. You got me, man. That's good. From the school of Brian. I almost, I almost gave away the ending. <laughs> Speaking of school of Brian, is there flaccid penis in this movie? What are you saying? I'm known for my flaccid penis. <laughs> it's basically how you phrased that. 
Brian, speaking of your flaccid cock, is there is is there some in this? No, no, there's no. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. There's no flaccid penis in this, Stephen. Okay. So I don't, and I want to thank you. Down. I want to thank you for posing that question to our new listeners this episode. So I'm sure they <laughs> all appreciate that. So thank you. <clears throat> I, I think that's that's all the questions that I have from people that wrote in. Did you guys have any final questions before we wrap this up? No. Nope. Okay, I think I I think most people are really going to enjoy this movie. I think it's going to be I, I think it is going to be um, a huge film. It's really hard to gauge though with the pandemic. I mean, we'll never really know what this movie would have done with the pandemic going on. I mean, it, we'll never be able to compare it to um, you know like Black Panther or any of the other movies that came out pre-pandemic because we've got this going on. Cause I can already tell you right now, like box office is probably going to be thin because of everything that's going on right now. And I'm really sick of the article saying like, Oh, this movie underperformed this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I mean, you're just cute title to get clicks. Just come on. So, uh, I'll just leave you with I I this is uh this was a really fun movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Um I'm sure I'm going to notice even more things on my second viewing and and third viewing and I'm sure that there's going to be so many people that'll be able to pick all the easter eggs from this one. Things that I didn't see upon first watch and trust me I'm I'm looking but like when you're watching the first time it's hard to pay attention to like what is in the background, you know, what's What's all this stuff going on, you know, in the background? Is there anything that you can pick up on? You're just wanting to, you're wanting to get the story and not miss everything. You're wanting to watch the action and be a part of it. Um, and the movie really flows well. I thought the soundtrack was great, especially like when he starts fighting and the music kicks in, uh, especially during that bus scene, man. I was just like, it, the fucking music was pumping and it got my fucking heart pumping. I was just like, oh my God, my adrenaline was going. I was just like, oh my God, it makes you want to leave the theater and just start punching and kicking people. <laughs> so if that's a good sign, then yeah, this is a great movie. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I Tupperware this movie. It, it, I'm going to give it the highest rating that we can. I, I absolutely love this one. I can't wait for people to see it. And I do think that, uh, there's, I can't wait for the speculation, of um uh once other people get to see this uh for the speculation of like um you know the, the post credit scenes uh it's going to be a lot of fun to see like what theories people are coming up with um i came up with one and i i do i have a i have a strong feeling that there is and it's not in the movie i'm not spoiling anything it's not i swear to you i do have a feeling though that that Fats, Fastos might have been the one that created these these rings. So, um, and Fastos being one of the Eternals, and I think that even in the Eternals movie, that they they could allude to that. Like that could be something that we see in the Eternals movie, um, whether it be one of the Eternals post credit scenes or something. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
that is all I have, guys. Uh, everybody's going to be able to watch this on September 2nd, September 3rd. No, uh, if you're watching it on the Thursday night, I believe that's on the 2nd. So get out to the theater and watch this one if you can. That's the only way you're going to be able to watch this one since it is not going to be available on Premier Access on Disney+. Plus. So if you feel comfortable enough to go to the theater and watch it, I highly recommend it. And watch it in the IMAX because the IMAX experience... What I saw it in was absolutely incredible, and I had great seats. I was sitting dead center. It looked fucking amazing, especially when you get to Talo. Like, the colors pop. It is awesome. So, guys, yeah, definitely. Uh, Steven, thank you for joining us, sir. Where can people find you? Thanks, man. Um, I host a, a podcast with a friend of the show, uh, Neil, Neil Thollander. It's called Smorgasbord, and we're just firing up Season 2 of Lower Decks, so... Ready to get into it and super, super pumped about that show. It's an amazing show. So, yeah, Smorgasbord uh, podcast on all the uh, the major podcast platforms. Thank you, Stephen. And, uh, Paul, where can people find you, sir? Yeah, I also do a show with two friends from the podcast, June and Jess. We do Apple to Oranges where we just talk about all of the new – content coming from apple and all of the news that's coming around apple tv uh we're just huge fans of the service and love talking about all of it and listen to the new one to hear about fucking coda oh yeah coda i saw that movie fantastic man made me fucking cry oh i was i was a puddle Hmm. guys uh i i know i I wish i could just you know part of me doesn't want to i'm glad that i could do this podcast for the people that enjoyed it i i'm glad that you enjoyed it it's it's hard it really is hard doing a tap dance and not wanting to spoil things but then also like entice people to get out to the theater and watch this it's a delicate thing it's a delicate thing so i hope you enjoyed this i had to be kind of uh veiled with my answers um, but, uh, I will say this, you're not going to want to miss this one. I think that we are definitely seeing the birth of an incredible MCU superhero here. And, um, I think that there, it is, I think that this is going to have ripples in the MCU to what capacity, how big, I don't know, but it definitely does. It 100% does. And you're going to want to watch this one. All right, guys. Thank you. And we will be back not this weekend, but the week after. You know the drill. All right. See you guys.